We would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which we broadcast loud and queer, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, and pay our respects to their elders past and present. We extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people and recognise their own history as well as their queer history and community members. The Voice for LGBTQ plus youth and music only on Sin. This is Loud and Queer. Queer. Coming up right now on the show, we have an interview with Lauren from mansion-based Ben Mello. Uh, yeah, they joined, called in, talking about their sophomore single, Monster, which is out now, uh, off the back of their debut single, Sad Posting on the Internet. Yeah, I want to thank uh, Lauren for joining us on the show. Really excited to see what Mello is up to next, and hope you enjoy this interview. You're listening to Loud and Queer on Sin. Welcome to the show, Lauren. Great to have you on. Thank you so much for having me. Hi. <laughs> I guess just to start out and everything, would you want to introduce yourself and like introduce them to like what Mellow is, what it's about for listeners that might not be aware of it? Yeah. Hi. So I'm Lauren. I am the frontman vocalist of Mellow. We are a femme-fronted indie alt-rock um, band based in Minjin in Brisbane in Queensland. How did Mellow kind of form? Yeah. So we all study together um, except for one of our members, Ella, on the rhythm guitar. So we all study music together and we were offered like our first gig kind of before we were a band and I scrambled together and pulled together like all my best friends and was just like hey we want to accept this gig and let's try and write some songs really quickly and just do this um, opening slot gig and that was a lot of fun trying to just <laughs> scramble some songs together and then Ella joined us more recently that we sort of just met her through the music scene so yeah and she's an incredible addition to the team. And um, your new single Monster has been out for yeah. a little while now how have you felt the reception has been for it? really good um our first song sad posting on the internet was such a different vibe to monster so we were a little unsure how it would be received if people would like this sort of direction because monster is probably more similar to what our sound actually is whereas our first release was more of a ballad we were really interested to see what people thought of that heavier kind of sound that that monster has and yeah most people have really really embraced it and gotten into it and accepted that the sort of narrative that yeah sad posting on the internet was about feeling like you're not good enough monster is about uh, realizing that you are and like standing up for yourself and really sort of trying to change that story so people have really embraced that which we really appreciate and yeah it's it's always our favorite when we play it live as well because the crowd is always jumping and going off. Oh, that's amazing. That's great to hear. I guess like on the on the note with Monster and everything, like I uh, like yeah. what how did the track come about? Like sort of what inspired with the writing for that? Monster is such an interesting one because I feel like we started writing it a little bit differently to how we had been writing at the time, um, which was, it felt really nice and was one of the first songs that we did really sort of write together as a band rather than just bringing in different pieces that we'd already written. Um, So Monster started with just the drum groove that you can hear in the introduction and the sort of polyrhythm that's happening in the drum groove throughout verse one. Our drummer, Nico, was like, yeah, I really want 
this groove in a song and I was like that's awesome I love the punky vibe we were really starting to lean into a bit more of that lyrically with um some of the songs that we were writing so we had this really cool polyrhythm groove and then we just started playing like just two chords back and forth and I was like this is awesome let me record it I'll go away with it and see what I can come up with lyrically or melodically and um we had that little rundown as well I think someone had played the and I was like yeah that can be that can be something lyrically that's the hook to me and so that's where you stare at me like I'm some kind of monster um came in and once I had that line the rest of the song came together really really easily and because of that song starting with the drum groove as well when we do play it live Nico gets a little drum solo just before the big the big solo that ends it um as well so that's really a really nice highlight of our drummer Nico all throughout that song awesome and um yeah you mentioned earlier that sad posting and monster are like quite different vibes yeah and that especially like monster is probably more in line with uh I forgot what you said exactly but kind of like mellows sound yeah yeah are you hoping like with more singles you kind of develop more of a distinct sound for mellow or are you kind of happy just like shaking things up track to track I definitely um both (laughs) I feel I think a lot of our songs do sort of jump around and are a little bit um like genre bending just in little ways but monster is definitely more of our sound and I think when you watch our live sets we do have quite a unique and cohesive sound and sad posting does definitely still fit into that sound but is probably more commercial than maybe some of our other songs that are definitely lean into the punkier vibes a bit more I think yeah definitely you'll start to hear with the more singles that we release a bit more of a cohesive sound but I think each song has quite unique little moments that that really make them individual as well. No, that's amazing. Like, it's very exciting to hear what, like, more will come from that and everything. Like, on that note, like, uh, do you think the tracks that you've, like, the two tracks so far, like, mainly, like, Monster and everything, do you think they're going to be part of, like, a larger body of work, like an EP or something? Or is it going to be more of, like, a single by single approach? We all individually in Mellow, like, love bodies of work. So we definitely want to keep working towards a body of work. Obviously, so much of, like, the business side goes into that too. So now that it's sort of the end of this year and we've got those two songs out, we're really excited to have a little break from gigs and releases at the end of this year and be able to focus on making a plan for a bigger body of work. So definitely are hoping to have an EP at some point next year, but still we're about to start laying all of the roots and the plans for that now. So it's really exciting. It is really exciting. It's great to see like what more will come from there, like have that time to like step back for a bit and, you know, play more songs out and everything and just like, you know, as you were putting it before, like really like delve into like what your sound is. Exactly. And, like the vibe you want to go with, I yeah. guess the right word. And we've got songs now that we've been playing for about a year and a half. So it's, of course, I'm sure every artist has a similar struggle of do we just release all of the songs that we started with so they're out in the world or do we look at the songs we're writing now that may be a bit more developed or like now that we've been playing together for a while, is this our sound or do we still release our early work that maybe we feel like we've moved on from but no one else has really heard unless they've been to our gigs? Um, so that's a really interesting Thing to think about when we're looking at our body of work but I think 
it's it means a lot to us as well to be able to reflect on like where we've come from and being a really small band and of course we're still a small band but being really proud that we've got these songs out and we can start making these plans for Mellow's future and whatever that may be. Yeah, no, it's good to see like where you like good to think back like on like where you started and like where you came from and everything and it's like songs you started with and think about like seeing them now and how they've grown from there and stuff like that. It's always cool yeah. to see that journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. Especially because like you mentioned it Mellow was like formed kind of for a gig. Um, yeah. Like, like a lot of it a lot of like that initial writing and like yeah producing recording process would have felt quite frantic so to have some time to then like really reflect on what you want to work on next should be good for sure yeah definitely our first set um a lot of those songs will never see the light of day again um (laughs) but yeah without that set we definitely wouldn't have gotten to the point where we're at now where we're feeling so confident in our sound and our songs and the messages in our songs as well that we feel like we really want to hone into and our like band identity as well being queer and wanting to to be a good role model for inclusivity as well in the industry it's really important to us so making sure yeah that our songs are also reflecting that still so yeah can you ask about how kind of performing has been for a band this year um especially like mm-hmm. being a band that's released music mm-hmm. kind of in a period where the industry is probably still in recovery yeah. in terms of like live gigs yeah how has that all kind of been um i we love it here in Mianjin because the live music scene is just thriving. Um, I feel like for local bands, there's so much opportunity for for small local bands um, here around Brisbane. Um, so I feel like it's been exciting. It's definitely been a frantic time. We've just seen with Big Sound as well how many huge sort of names were on were on that bill and on that lineup just because of the backlog of maybe two years ago they weren't that big, but they would have would have been on that lineup and and things like that. It's felt a bit frantic and um, at times we've definitely felt behind or befelt, felt like we needed to rush because things things are getting back in action. If you're not if you're not on top of it, you'll be left behind kind of thing. Um, but I think it is really nice to see that the live music industry is definitely healing. People are starting to come back out to gigs. Um, we are starting to see those international acts come back in, which can be a little bit scary for local bands because it's like, oh, well, if someone was going to spend $15 on us, they're now going to go spend $65 on $100 on someone else instead, which um, is always going to be a struggle. But um, it's, yeah, it's it's been a really good year, I think, in terms of we've just been playing um, a select amount of gigs in small venues just to sort of get our name out there and have people hear us. And we have noticed as soon as Sad Posting was out that we were meeting people who had just heard of us from TikTok or had just heard of us from our song and did just want to come see it live, which was crazy. Um, we've been a gigging band for way longer than we've been a band with music out so having people be like yeah I just love that song and that's why I came to see you was like oh you didn't just walk in here and we're accidentally playing like that's nice (laughs) Um, but yeah we've also tried to be really strategic and not doing too many um, ticketed gigs just doing free gigs trying to be accessible as accessible as possible for um, for as many people as possible yeah no that's really it's really good to see and like good to see like 
obviously it is like a bit of a struggle to going through the industry at that point but like sort of like again like you're taking the time to like find your place there and everything and find your sound first and foremost Mm -hmm. which is really cool to see um I guess like because again like so as you said you're gonna be taking a bit of a break from gigs for now and everything but still like I imagine a lot of people will still be interested in following you following you guys following you following mellow and like seeing what news come from you guys so where can yeah. people find you guys, like find Mellow online? Like where can yeah. they keep up with that? We're kind of everywhere. So <laughs> whichever that, uh, whatever your social media is, we're on Instagram at Mellow Band um, with a zero instead of an O. So fun. Um, we're on Facebook. We recently just got on Twitter as well. I'm hopeless with Twitter, but <laughs> our drummer and our bassist, Nico and Jackson, um, have been starting to post on that regularly with some music theory and just some memes as well, because who doesn't love a good meme? Everyone loves a good meme. Exactly. <laughs> we post pretty regularly on TikTok, really trying to um, have some fun with that, making, again, a mix of us playing um our own songs, some covers, and just some fun trends and memes and stuff that we enjoy. Um, we're on YouTube. We've got some music video and some lyric videos up there. I think that's awesome. We're also on Be Real. Add us on oh. Be Real at Mellow Band on Be Real. Um, yeah, that one's also really fun. We all swap around who has the login. So depending on on when um, in the week it is, you'll see sort of a different person's day. Um, sometimes it's really fun sometimes it's really boring but um yeah <laughs> nice i love that idea of sharing the the be real account around mm-hmm. awesome so thanks so much for joining us on the show yeah thank Hello. you so much thanks for having me um is there anything else you'd like to add um stream monster <laughs> <laughs> um yeah we've got um our music available on yeah all streaming services we'd love for you to check it out um monster is our latest release um yeah <laughs> no, that's fantastic seriously thank you so much for coming on to, onto the show yeah, like like very, we monster was a great is a great um single and we're really excited to see what else comes from you guys in the future thank you so much our second interview for the show now this one is actually not from the uh, internal loud and queer team uh, this one is from Arnold, who is from the Film 101 podcast. Excellent podcast we have here on Sin. Definitely recommend you check it out. And uh, yeah, Arnold attended the Melbourne premiere last weekend of Bros, which I'm sure you've seen some ads for around. It's uh, It's been pretty hyped up. Uh, and yeah, definitely check out the Film 101 uh, podcast page on Sin. And uh, yeah, I guess to talk a bit more about the film... Bros is a new US rom-com directed and co-written slash co-produced by Nicholas Stoller. Uh, and then uh, the screenplay was written alongside Billy Eigner, who stars in the film. And then it's also one of the producers is Judd Apatow. So it, it's really from that, that vein of uh, US rom-com, more kind of queer this time around. So yeah, very exciting. Looks like a lot of fun. So we'll jump into it now. This is uh, Arnold from Film 101 having a chat with Nicholas Stoller, the director of Bros 2022. So Nick, first and foremost, congratulations um, on the film. It was an awesome experience seeing that with a packed crowd at Melbourne's iconic um, Capitol Theatre. Obviously, it was 
a first for a lot of the people in that crowd as well to kind of see a film at a rom-com I guess of that scale in a packed audience and with you guys obviously in attendance so I guess this film is also made up of firsts it's Billy Eichner's first major leading role he's the first openly gay man to co-write and star in his own major studio film it's the first big budget Hollywood film comprised of a completely LGBTQ cast um, save for a few celebrity cameos it's also your first rom-com since the first uh, since the five-year engagement in 2012 so I guess for those that aren't aware can you talk a little bit about how this film sort of came to pass how it came about and I guess what was it about this film that made you go um, you know I feel like jumping back into a rom-com again after all these years Oh yeah, um, yeah. I mean, so it started. You know, for years I'd wondered. I love romantic comedies. I'd made two. Now I've made three of them. Um, and I had wanted. I'd wondered about. I'd been intrigued by the idea of a romantic comedy told in my tone with a lot of jokes, but still with emotion um, about two gay men falling in love. But I'm straight. It did not feel like the kind of story I could tell. Uh, or if I did, it would be bad because <laughs> I'd yeah. be, you know, and. Um, and then I worked with uh, Billy Eichner. I cast him in, I knew him from Billy on the Street, and I cast him in Neighbors too. And then I cast him in the show called Friends from College that I created with my wife that's for Netflix. And he was, impressed me with his acting. He was a much better actor than I realized. And then we screened the first episode of that show in a movie theater. And every time Billy was on screen, he destroyed. And the audience exploded in laughter. And I was like, oh, he's a movie star. He's a proper movie star. And I, I kind of got the sense he had a kind of strong point of view about the world. And, and so I kind of approached him and said, hey, would you want to build a movie, or potentially a romantic comedy around you um, that is a comedy vehicle for you? And he was into the idea and we started working on it. So that's kind of how it, you know, and then in terms of romantic comedies, I mean, I love romantic comedies. It's probably my favorite genre. Um, a really good romantic comedy we can all watch a million times. Um, and I, you know, the last time I made, you know, I, I, most of the movies I make have some kind of romance or love in them. You know, if you, I mean, Neighbors, it's, it's like the the center of that film is like Rose and Seth's like marriage and how like lovely that marriage is. And it's not a romantic comedy by any means, but they're a romantic couple. Um, and so it's just something that I'm always interested in. And so it's something I, I come back to again and again. Yeah, for sure. Um, and look, what I love about Bros, like your other um, rom-coms, is that it finds humor in those um, awkward, relatable exchanges that many people have in their romantic lives. So um, like in Bros, you take something that has become so intrinsic to um, modern dating, like dating apps, and it sort of becomes a superficial hurdle almost for, for Bobby to overcome and sort of see realness in people and in himself. Can you, I guess, talk a bit to that aspect of the film and sort of finding humor in the in the everyday or in the relatable? Yeah, I mean, that to me, the biggest laughs are always when you're really honest. Uh, and it's, it's, I mean, you get laughs on with jokes and stuff, but but usually, it's usually breaking tension uh, or being super honest. Um, I'm actually really bad at just writing straight jokes, weirdly. It's like, it's just not like what I do. I like, behavior is always much funnier to me than just straight jokes. And so, so yeah, and so like when, there's nothing funnier than when someone is like, I'm totally happy, but their eyes are very sad. Like that is like, that's the key to like Jason Siegel and, and a little bit to Billy in this, you know, when Billy says like, who's happy all the time? And he like looks miserable and his friend is like, I mean, a lot of people are happy, you're just not happy, yeah. you know? And so I think like that's the, you know, and then watching two people throw, you know, this, this happened from the first moment Luke walked into audition, like seeing the two of them like, trying to be vulnerable and then failing and, pu and putting up roadblocks and being jerks to each other just because they, they don't want to seem like uh, weak or not masculine enough is, is was very funny and that, that's 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 the key to romantic comedy is like when two people are trying to figure each other out the fun of two people trying to figure each other out and so I think that 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 to me is what's so funny and delightful and, and what's and it's true of the best romantic comedies if you think about when Harry met Sally like that is all about Billy Crystal and Meg Ryan and them 
pushing each other and questioning each other and fighting with each other and and, and all of that and that's it's, it's it's electric it's fun to watch you know for sure yeah and i'm an avid poster collector um so i have to ask you about this poster because it is quite striking for for all the right reasons yeah i guess was that how many how many design ideas did you did you guys go through for posters and was this i guess the first one that you guys came across or or how did, how did you kind of come to to make the decision for this one yeah the posters are always hard i this was this poster was the they first came back with like the i think the poster that was the the international poster which is the this the Luke gone and yeah. Billy shoulder which which I love and is very romantic but we were like the tone of the film is like it's a hard comedy it's very very funny and we just didn't want it to feel soft and then they the they came back with the butt grab poster yeah. and we instantly I was like that's the might be the best movie poster I had like I've had on any of my movies you know because okay. um, it's so just like arresting and it's unapologetic and it's and it also captures how funny it is you know so definitely yeah um, and you've obviously co-written a majority of your scripts alongside some of the ones you've written um, on your own. Do you prefer the collaborative aspect of writing scripts? I mean, I know there are directors out there that are a bit more um, protective of their screenplays, but I guess, is it a matter of the genres you're working with sort of um, lending themselves more to the collaborative process? Or I guess, what, what's so appealing to you about working with others um, and, and writing these sort of scripts? Yeah, I love collaborating. I, I, don't, I don't actually like writing by myself. And even when I do write by myself, I'm, you, I'm always... I'm interviewing the actors I'm writing for. I'm, you know, I'm working with. Uh, I'm, I'm sometimes working with a non-set writer to help, and I, and I, I really like collaborating, and I think it makes it really human. I love working with an actor on a script. I did that with Jason Segel. I've done that with Seth uh, Rogen, and I just did it with Billy. And I, you know, the thing that I say is that with, you know, as a as primarily a writer. Uh, I come at it with from a story perspective and from thematic perspectives, and the actor comes at it with would a human do that? Mm -hmm. And I think like that combination of things makes for a really electric and honest experience uh, in the movie, you know. And so I'll be like, well, the plot needs this has to happen in the plot, and that has to happen in the plot. And then Billy would say, but no human would do that. And I'm like, oh yeah, you're right. And so it's sort of that kind of give and take is you know, and really hashing it out. And I think, you know, actors understandably come at stuff from like how how would the, the person move through the scene what props would they use what how what would their emo emotion be in that moment and as a writer i'm coming at it well we have to get to the second act the end of the second act we have to do this and that and so i think that it's a great way to work definitely and look i know you guys said last night that um billy's song in the film wasn't initially in the script um so one of my favorite scenes because it had me thinking one of my favorite scenes across your body of work is the wedding scene with chris pratt and alison Bree's characters in uh, the five-year engagement oh, um chris sings that spanish song which i won't sing for all intents and purposes here but um <laughs> exactly yeah and what, was, was that a chris pratt idea or i guess what was the story behind that that was my idea I think that, yeah, that was my idea. I love that song. That song was in a, I think it was in a Almodovar movie, I think. And it was just a beautiful song. And then I was like, they have to have this couple, that is one of my favorite things I've ever shot because it's so beautiful. Mm -hmm. And they, I was like, this couple that seems like two idiots need to have the most beautiful, perfect wedding of all time. To, yeah. <laughs> like, and, and I was like, oh, it would be really funny if Pratt sang this beautiful Spanish song. And then Chris was just like totally into the idea. Thought it was hilarious, and um, and uh, and Allison's like crying, and she's like very emotional, and and it's so so yeah. So it was just one of those things that was like the perfect story point. For sure. Yeah. Um, and I guess to wrap us up, um, obviously I'm a big fan of Forgetting Sarah Marshall. It's my favorite. Um, 
rom-com of all time. Um, and I'm not just saying that, but next well, year is um, the 15 year anniversary since that film. Oh, wow. um, given we've seen so many reunions over the years, like um, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, a lot of them over Zoom as well. Um, has there been any talk of a reunion for that film, You know, be it a table read or potentially a, a remaster of it? Because there has been some time since that film. I know, I should start talking to Jason about it. We really should do something. Because it is like, it, and it was such a fun experience. It was like, I mean, I was terrified because it was my first movie, but I also was like, we were in Hawaii. For, yeah. for two months just like hanging out <laughs> so yeah. like um so yeah there has there hasn't been any conversation but i'll talk to jason and see if we can cook something out that'll be fun that sounds amazing yeah. well look thank you very much nick for your time um i hope you enjoy your stay in australia in melbourne and um the film releases next thursday as well in australian cinemas so i hope more people go and see it and i hope it does get the attention that it deserves as well oh thanks thanks so much yeah this podcast is brought to you by sin media